this is Lisa back and I'm going to play side two of remember to worship your strength in jaw j-a-h or um god is high your strength is in jaw i gave, I gave this title this sermon so many different titles but what he has on this thing is remember to worship your strength in jaw j-a-h which is a name for jehovah this will be part three of the series and here you go brother timothy mark peter Wrath 
Maybe he turned away from us. Verse 15. And they gathered the brethren and sanctified themselves and came according to the commandment of the king by the words of the Lord to cleanse the house of the Lord. And the priest went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it. Brother Nathan, get for me 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. And brought out the uncleanness that they found in the temple of the Lord into the court of the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it to carry it out abroad the book Kidron. Now they began on the first day of the first month to sanctify on the eighth day of the month came they to the porch of the Lord. So they sanctified the house of the Lord in eight days. And in the sixteenth day of the first month they made an end. Hallelujah. Go ahead and read First Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Verse, verse 16 says, And the priest went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it and brought out all the uncleanness that they found in the temple. And we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. We are a temple made unto God. Hallelujah. And it was the priest that went in and found the uncleanness. We have got to have a priest in our house. Hallelujah. we got to allow the priest to come into the very inner parts of our temple. And if there be anything that's evil, we need to let the priest dig it out of us. Hallelujah. Verse 18. Then they went to Hezekiah the king and said, We have cleansed the house of the Lord and the altar of burnt offerings with all the vessels thereof and the showbread table and with all the vessels thereof. These two things, it must have been the things that Ahaz gave away to the other kings, the heathen kings. His daddy gave away. He gave away the altar of burnt offerings. And he done away with the showbread. He did away with our sacrifice. And he did away with the word of God. Two things we need in our life is the word of God and our sacrifice. Moreover, all the vessels which King Ahaz in his reign did cast away in his transgressions, we have prepared and sanctified, and behold, they are before the altar of the Lord. Verse 21, And they brought seven bullocks, and seven rams, and seven lambs, and seven goats for a sin offering for the kingdom, and for the sanctuary, and for Judea. And he commanded the priests, the sons of Aaron, to offer them on the altar of the Lord. I don't know, understand, I didn't find out what all seven of these mean, but I know that Hezekiah was not backing up one bit. He was going to make sure he gave a perfect sacrifice to God. It had been 25 years since there was even a sacrifice in Judea. Hallelujah. But he was going to make a perfect. I don't know if he was giving uh, sacrifices for every year that there was not a sacrifice made, but he was making sure it was a perfect sacrifice. Hallelujah. And uh, you're just going to have to bear with me because I, I, I've been raised in the church and I had to go find out before this is over with. He had a burnt offering. He had a sin offering. And if you read verse 31 over there, he had a thank offering 
and he had a free heart offering before this was all over with. A burnt offering, that which goes up to God. It was a fire that was put on the, on the altar, the brazen altar, and it, it had to have the whole, the whole sacrifice had to be on it. And if God accepted the sacrifice, it fell fire from heaven, and that's how you knew it was accepted. It was a, a whole sacrifice, I've already said, and it was a continual sacrifice to teach Israel that their sinfulness required a complete and continual atonement and consecration. The sacrifice was to be made every morning and evening. The burnt offering it spoke of Christ's obedience and his submission to the penalty required by man's sinfulness. It refers to him, to his perfect obedience to God's law by which he did for us what we were unable to do for ourselves. The sin offering was a bloody offering was presented for an unintentional or intentional sins for which there was no possible restitution. And you can look that up in Luke, Leviticus 5, 5 to 13 and 6, 24 to 30. If the offering was not accompanied by repentance, divine forgiveness was withheld. Forgiveness of sin was represented by the blood smeared on the horns of the altar and poured at the base of the altar. The trespass offering was the same as the, as the sin offering, only it was dealt with a lesser degree of significance of the sin. The blood was then splashed on the sides of the altar, and the guilt for the worshiper was transferred symbolically to the animal through the laying of the offender's hand. In other words, if you had offended God and you had done some sin, you had to put your hands on the animal as it was killed to be transferred. And then that fire would come down and accept it. And then the priests would take their censers and go into the holy place and put it on the altar on the altar of incense. Hallelujah. As a prayer and a memorial before God. Then there was the peace offerings. Hezekiah wasn't leaving nothing out. It was a sacrifice offering. It was also called a heave offering or a wave offering. This was a bloody offering presented to God. Part of the offering was, was uh, eaten by the priest, representing God's acceptance. The part was, and the other part was eaten by the worshiper and his guests. Thus, God hosted a meal, communing with the worshiper and the participants. The sacrifice celebrated covering of sin, forgiveness of sin by God and the restoration of the right and meaningful relationship with God. There were three kinds of peace offerings. There was the thanks offering in response to an unsolicited special divine blessing. There was the votive or vowed offering in pursuant of making a request or a pledge to God. There was a free will offering spontaneously presented in worship or praise, but it was a bloody sacrifice. You didn't get nothing from God without a sacrifice. Hallelujah. We just cannot walk in here and just think we're going to give God thanks. Hallelujah. It's not going to cost us nothing. It's going to cost you everything you got. Hallelujah. Glory. We'll go back. Uh, and I got something here. I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, preach at people tonight because this was revelation to me and I'm going to start putting it into practice, especially what I'm going to start reading right here. God gave me a, 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 a key, I feel, to having victory, total victory in a church. I am tired of coming to church and feeling low one minute and praising God the next minute and coming to church the next minute and 
I'm sick and tired of, of tongues and interpretation coming and it only pleases us for a little while. But when we walk out them front doors and go out our way, we do not remember anything that was said. We go from one day to another just hanging on. And I am sick and tired of living that kind of life. And has in verse 27. And Hezekiah commanded the offer, offer the burnt offerings upon the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord began also with the trumpets and with the instruments ordained by David, king of Israel. Verse 28. And all the congregation worshipped, and the singer sang, and the trumpeter sounded, and all these continued until the burnt offering was finished. And then they made the end of the offering. The king and all they were present with him bowed themselves and worshipped. Verse 30. Moreover, Hezekiah, the king and the prince, commanded the Levites to sing praises unto the Lord with the words of David and of Aspa and the seer. And they sang praises with gladness, and they bowed their heads and worshipped. Okay, I'm going to stop right there for right now. There's still a lot more, this tape. Uh, not a lot more, but I'm going to make another part. So it'll be part four um, coming up. This is part three, and I just wanted to share that with you. Um, part of the sermon of my husband, Timothy Mark Peter, that he preached in Hutchinson, Kansas, when he was a youth leader, and God called him to preach. Um, he has a story about how God called him to preach. He had always wanted to be a preacher. He went to Bible college, and um, he had that desire inside of him. But one day, he was out driving a van of young people, and they passed through McPherson, Kansas, and passed wheat fields. And one side of the road, there was a wheat field that was just like all bowed over and mildewed and just ruined. But a little bit further, just almost directly across, just a little piece, was beautiful wheat fields. They were beautiful. And it just spoke to Mark about how so many of God's people, God's th people in the world, are so broken down with sin and so crushed and so in need of a savior so bad and um he knew then that god was calling him to preach through that wheat field calling him that you know behold the fields are ripe into harvest it's harvest time it's harvest time and you at the sound of my voice know keep on pointing others to the cross keep on promoting jesus because he's coming soon he's coming for a church he's coming for a bride who's made herself ready Worship the Lord. Find your strength in Yah, Jehovah. Find your strength in Him. Find you a place to sacrifice. And put forth your, put forth all of yourself. Put your all on the altar. Is your all on the altar of sacrifice made? And worship from within your heart. You know, the way to the throne, the way to move God, is through sincere worship. Yes, He loves our sacrifice. He loves our devotion. He loves our consecration to Him. He loves our service, the works of our hands, the worship. Oh, Lord, you are mighty. You are majestic. Lift the Savior up. He's worthy. That's our job, to praise Jesus, to lift Him up. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Well, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.